of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 406. Jason Lindgren is with me, and we're very happy to have Marion Gentry. This is a big deal episode. I think a lot of young people may not see the value in it. Some of them will, but let me mention a thing. All you young bulletproof people, you're going to be older someday. And that's why what we're going to talk about matters. And the earlier you get on the ideas that we're going to put forth, the better. Marion and I were just talking. I'm going to be 60 in a couple of years. Marion's a bit beyond me. She's in perfect health, hasn't seen a allopathic doctor in forever, no problems whatsoever. And this is the power of what we're about to talk about. And we're going to talk about a lot of things to put a fine point on it. I marked the beginning of what we're about to talk about with Max Gerson. I don't know if Marion agrees with me, if she has a different source that started or we'll get into these things. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a beautiful good morning. All right. Before I get Marion in here, let's talk about one of the side effects of COVID. There were two companies that I'm aware of. There may be others, but I'm aware of two that made the juicer that is so critical to the methods we're going to talk about here. The original, as far as I know, was Norwalk. Norwalk went out of business in the middle of COVID. People were broke. These are not cheap juicers. They're typically, or they used to be, I haven't even checked lately, but the price of everything to make things has gone up. But the Norwalks were in the neighborhood of 24, 2,500 bucks, something like that on ballparking. And then another guy re-engineered that type of juicer with a press and a grinder in it. So you get living juice and that's the pure juice company. Now the pure juicer company is the only one left that I know of. And I'm a little nervous because I keep getting emails of all these sales they're running. I pray to God, pure juicer doesn't go out of business. Anyhow, welcome, Marion. Thank you. Welcome. and Good morning. So do you have any different view on everything I just said about Max and the juicers? No, no, absolutely. You're, you're perfectly correct. And the reason that the juices were so great is that it does release all the enzymes coming from the different vegetables that you do not get from a regular juicer. So it's the enzymes that you, you gain, you know, from the, the organic vegetable and then the way the press and just the whole mechanism of, of the whole juicer. Let's do the, the field work here. Let's give the backup foundation so people know exactly where we're about to go. There was a guy named Max Gerson. I think it was the 30s. He announced he had cured cancers, all kinds of things. Within three months, it was against the law to treat cancer with juice. We're talking carrot, apple, lettuce, juice. They had outlawed it. He was poisoned by his nurse from the tale that I heard. He kept himself up. Yeah, he kept himself alive for about a year using the methods that we're going to lay down, which is basically juice and coffee enemas. There's a little more to it. And he passed on what he had discovered to his daughter, Charlotte. Charlotte lived in San Diego. I met her many times. She was forced to run their clinics 20 minutes south in Tijuana, Mexico, because it was against the law for her to teach people how to use these methods to get over all kinds of cancer, all kinds of diseases that are many of them considered not healable. So Charlotte left us roughly two years ago. Now, all that laid down, we're talking about juicing in a certain method. And if you follow the Gerson method, certain vegetables because of the nutrients that are available. But as Marion mentioned, you are juicing them in a way that does not destroy the life in the juice. How's all that, Marion? That is perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. 
Okay. So as we get into this, oh, you know, let's, let's just go right out the gate. We lost Charlotte Gerson. Uh, and by the way, I met her when she was in her upper, well, mid eighties, maybe I don't remember. She was pretty sure she was over 80. Her skin looked better than I did than my skin did. Mm -hmm. And I bumped into her a number of times down in ocean beach, San Diego at the vegetable co-op. And she was quite a woman, no nonsense, but from what I've heard, and maybe you can weigh in on this, Marianne, since Charlotte has left the Gerson, it's not a corporation, I don't think, foundation, whatever the group that's carrying on the Gerson way is, has changed a lot. What do you think? Yes, it absolutely has. I was actually trained by Gerson. I went to San Diego to their facility there and did a whole week of training, um, and it was phenomenal. Uh, Charlotte, I think, popped in just one time. But the training, and even now, the training is slightly different. The food that they're implementing now is different than what she used to um, implement. And so, yeah, the whole the whole process is different. The, the prices have gone up, but, you know, prices go up everywhere. So that I understand. But it's run more like a company, a corporation now, than it is a nonprofit. In my opinion, that's what I see. Well, you've, you've worried me because if the foods have changed, I know that is not Charlotte Gerson. When I Correct. read her first book, which is the one with all the green leaves on the cover, I think it's called Gerson Method. There's a little picture of Charlotte on the cover. Uh-huh. I don't want to use words like Nazi, but she is very strict about what is food, what is not food, what you use to get results. So I can't imagine after her going away, someone would change all that. Yeah, you're right. And the food has changed quite phenomenal as well. I mean, it's things even I wouldn't eat. How? Well, you know, they use a lot more beans. They're using uh, black beans and other kinds of beans, which I wouldn't eat generally anyway for many other reasons. There's a lot more meals that you now eat. Uh, with Charlotte, you know, you basically didn't do any meals at all, solid food. It was mostly 13 juices a day, five coffee enemas, and there was a regimen. And then down the road, as time went on, they would gradually introduce other things like maybe a little bit of oatmeal, a tiny piece of apple sauce. It really wasn't that much. And there was definitely no vitamins or supplements. And now they're doing all of that. So I can speak to that. I was down there twice when they, they ate many, they ate like six meals a day or something like that, but they mm -hmm. weren't full on meals. And what I saw was a lot of potatoes, leafy greens, very, very, I don't want to say Spartan, but you're not putting ranch dressing on thing. Here's the thing. Everybody. Oh, it's real food. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's basically, as I would say, two kinds of people who would get interested in the Gerson method and what we're about to outline people who are desperately ill. Mm -hmm. Now, for those people, follow what the heck Charlotte Gerson said. Do it. It seems strict, but it could save your life. Now, the rest of us who aren't facing death's door, there's wiggle room, of course. You know, I remember in the book, Charlotte Gerson wrote, and I asked her about this face to face. She said, when I wrote, these books and my father, you could have dinners that weren't part of the strict regimen we're laying out. But now food has changed so much. You can have one piece of pizza a week. And if you don't, you're poisoning your body. And, and so anyhow, let, let's jump into this. The first bullet point here, Marion, is the origin of CE. So everybody listening, we're going to say CE instead of coffee enema. Did we just define the origin of CE or is there more to add there? 
No, there's more to add because um, in World War One, how it actually came to pass that the coffee enemas worked was that during World War One, the medications weren't available, like morphine was only used for the surgeons in surgery. So basically, once the soldiers returned back to the ward, there was no medication to calm them. But what was on hand constantly was a coffee pot for the doctors. You know, they'd work round the clock. So most of the patients had um, water enemas to help with constipation. So one night the nurse decided, let me just put the coffee in the guy's enema bag and let's see what that does. If it makes the doctors feel better and maybe it will help with the patients. Well, what she noticed was that suddenly the moaning and the groaning and the pain from the soldiers suddenly just calmed itself. And so each night she would give them coffee. So after the war, the two German doctors decided to look into it because they noticed that there has to be something to this. And they did a lot of uh, work on lab rats and things. And they found that the enzymes in the coffee and the elements in certain coffee did have a morphine effect. So it does remove pain and it calms the nervous system, contrary to what other people think when they drink coffee, they get all shaky. But taken rectally, coffee has a completely different effect than it does when you take it orally. So that's really how it started. So as the time went on, Dr. Gerson was, um, he had awful migraines. He could never, ever fix the migraines. And so that's why he started doing coffee enemas because he'd heard about the, uh, the, the studies that had been done by the German doctors. And so he realized after doing the coffee enemas that that's what fixed his migraine. So all of my clients, if ever they come to me and they have migraines, they have terrible headaches, you know, generally that is a toxicity of some kind somewhere in your body that your liver can't eliminate. And so I have mine, my clients do the coffee enemas and all the, all the headaches go. So that's really how that started. And it's the enzymes in the coffee that actually open up the bile ducts and what you do need in the coffee beans is palmitic acid and the high caffeine and it's those palmitates that help now people think well i'll just run to the grocery store or starbucks and buy some coffee and i'll do it that way that actually doesn't work coffee is highly toxic it's probably one of the more toxic um, foods that we drink mostly so in my practice, I decided that, okay, let's research this and see what it is in the coffee that is needed to open the bile ducts and carry the toxins from the liver. And it is the palmitic acid and it is high caffeine. So in my process, um, I finally decided that it's actually the, the raw green beans that is what we need because once you roast coffee and roast the coffee beans, you're roasting out the elements that's needed to perform the detoxification, which is opening the bile ducts. So that's why my coffee is green looking. It's kind of yellow. It smells a little nutty. It definitely doesn't smell like coffee. Um, and it's quite potent. It's, you know, it's strong. It does the job. So that's, kind of the quick synopsis of 
where coffee enema started, how Dr. Gerson started, because he, he realized if he could get rid of his migraines, let's try it on my patients. And so he implemented it slowly but surely. And it's through that process that he realized that not all foods can be eaten during that time. All right, we're going to get into these things. Now, everyone should be aware that up in my sponsored image links, there is going to be a link to Marion Gentry's green coffee. This is what happened. I think we were, what was the, Jason, who was the doctor um, that that hooked us up with Marion? Was it? Uh, Dr. Trebbing. Dr. Trebbing, right. I couldn't bring it to my mind. The moment he said green, I, I've been using dark coffee, uh, organic dark coffee, as was used in the Gerson. The minute he said green coffee, bell went off. I knew I had to meet you. So there is going to be a link. Uh, in the image links to the green coffee uh, membership gets 10% off the green coffee. Um, the reason a bell went off in my head, because in the same way, I know that using organic things and juicing in this way to keep the life and the vitality and the juice, it makes perfect sense that you wouldn't roast the living bejesus out of those coffee beans before right. you try to use them. So um, we've already kind of explained Okay, I'm I'm trying to catch up. You you are actually went all the way up to why green coffee and what you just oh, said. Okay. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to follow. So who who can benefit from using green coffee enemas? And by the way, maybe maybe we should cue this up. Can people just lead the life they're leading and incorporate enemas, or do you feel like that that's counterproductive? No, I actually feel like if you want to stay healthy, you need to do them. Uh, I'm perfectly healthy. And as you mentioned earlier, I haven't seen a conventional doctor in probably 20 years. Um, and I do one every day. In the beginning, when I was quite sick, and that's how my journey started, I was very, very sick. And I was fortunate enough to meet a doctor, Dr. Kate Cavill in Spartanburg, and she was talking to me about how she cured her son, who only had four months to live, of cancer with a coffee enema. And I was so curious. I said, tell me about it. And the light bulb went on. It just made perfect sense that when your body is congested, your liver, your gallbladder, everything, you're not going to be healthy. And she looked at me and anyway, we'll get into that maybe another time. But I continued with my coffee enemas doing maybe three a day, sometimes four. And it took about three months for my health to do a complete turnaround that doctors could never, ever put their finger on. And from that point on, it's been, you know, a journey for me and a journey to help others too. So let me, I, I had to search to find the book, the book from Charlotte Gerson. I don't know how much the Gerson society or whatever they're called has changed, but I've heard things that make me a little leery. And I know how this world works when mm -hmm. things like this come up, the, the little dark shadows try to get their greasy little fingers on it. Here's the name of the book. I'm seeing that there's a new edition since the one I bought. It's called Healing the Gerson Way. Defeating Cancer and Other Chronic Diseases. There's green leaves and a little inset with a picture of Charlotte Gerson. Her name is under it and the man who wrote it with her. Again, healing the Gerson way. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because I'm a little worried that someone has infiltrated and will begin to, and when you said beans, I, that's not Charlotte talking. That doesn't sound to me like Charlotte talking. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there. So basically 
if a, if a young person is healthy or a midlife person is healthy and they're living a certain way, they can just introduce the green coffee enemas. So let's actually outline, how do you do it? And can you drink the green coffee, by the way? Okay. I would not drink it because to me, it's just not very palatable. But a lot of my clients tell me that they do drink it and they get amazing energy out of it. So yes, of course you can drink it because it's totally organic. It's not harmful in any way to your body, but how you make it. And and when people get it, they're a little bit confused because they open the bag and there it is, this yellow ground, nutty smelling product. And it's kind of like, what do I do with it? And I'm sorry for interrupting. It's pre-ground or there are beans? It's pre-ground because the beans are so hard. Generally, a domestic grinder would never be able to grind them because they won't have a special grinder that can grind these beans because they're literally like rocks initially. So it's always ground, but when it comes, it's good for a year. Just do not keep it in the fridge or the freezer. It needs to be kept in a cool, dry place. A lot of people think put the coffee in the freezer, but no, just a cool, dry place and it will last for a year. So what you need at home to start with is a stainless steel pot or something non-toxic, glass, cast iron and distilled water. Distilled water you buy at the grocery store, but of course there's other ways. You can buy the Berkey filters, and I can always put a link for that with a discount code too. That's what I use. What if you have access, if you're on a well and you have quality water, would you still recommend using the distilled? Uh, Not really. Well water normally should be good. It's not going to have any fluoride in it or chlorine any of the substances that you get from tap water. So no, well water I think would be fantastic. And the gravity filter water also is good enough because it's not distilled, but it's pretty darn good. That's what I use. Which filter? The gravity filters, the Berkey, ProPure, or Alexa Pure. Yeah, no, they're fabulous because, of course, you also get the filters with the Berkey that eliminate the fluoride in the water. Yeah, you got to get the arsenic filter, yes. Yeah, we don't need fluoride, contrary to what most people think. So you boil the water. It's 32 ounces. You bring that to a boil. And you have three tablespoons of the ground coffee. You turn the the water down and add the coffee slowly because it will boil over. And then you kind of boil it, semi-boil it for three minutes without the lid. And that's so you can eliminate the oils coming from the coffee. Then you put the lid on and you continue the simmer for about 15 minutes. Now you're going to lose some of the liquid in the evaporation process, but you can just top that back up to the 32 ounces after, and then you will strain it. And normally like doing it twice will work. You do need a little bit of the segment left in the bottom because that will also be packed with the palmitic acid, which is what you're going to need. So when you do, when you do the enema, you don't need to strain out all the particulates totally. No, not totally. Enough okay. so it doesn't get trapped trapped in the in the tube, you know. Yep. But mostly a little bit of the sludgy stuff at the bottom is good. And then you we I, you know, sometimes use a bag. Sometimes I use a bag mostly if I'm traveling, but other than that, I use a bucket and a canister. I don't like the stainless steel. Now I know a lot of people think stainless steel great you know, because of the cleanliness of it. But for me, and especially for newbies, you can't see where the liquid is if it's coming down. You know, Mm. with the canister that I use, 
you can see the liquid as it's flowing out of the bucket down into the tube and you kind of know where you are. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but everyone understands that we're describing an enema, right? So the liquid in the bucket is like the enema bag. The tube coming down is going into your rectum, just to be perfectly clear so people comprehend. Yeah, and I've actually over time even designed a canister. It has a lid and it has handles. I think you can probably get them now elsewhere. It's like anything else. You know, once you implement one thing, a thousand other people are going to try and get on the same bandwagon. But so they're mine. I also do not like the end of a regular enema bag or enema tube because the tube itself is kind of hard. And the way the tube has to go in, it only needs to go in about four to six inches, just up into the rectum to turn the corner slightly. I know that might sound a bit weird to people that have not done these before, but I use, um, we call it the pink noodle. And it's actually like a catheter. It's real bendable and it's smooth. It's not going to cause any irritation or anything inside the rectum. So, and that's kind of an easy thing to use. And you just attach that to the hose that comes from the bucket. Then you just loop, you keep the bucket about 15, 18 inches, maximum 20 inches from you. Now you're laying on the floor in the bathroom or in the tub. And I normally just lay on like a yoga mat with a towel over the top. Uh, just an FYI, my green coffee will stain. So you have to wipe it up immediately if you get in on anything. Don't use white towels. Don't do it on a white tiled floor because it will stain and it won't come off. Which side do you lay on? You lay on your right side because what you're doing is you're trying to eliminate the gallbladder and the liver. And both of those are on the right side. So you're laying on your right side, knees up to the chest in the fetal position, and then your bucket is hanging about 20 inches, 18, 20 inches from you. So it's gravity driven, obviously. And then I recommend using a tiny little bit of coconut oil or olive oil um, as a lubricant. Definitely not KY jelly or all those other jellies that are toxic. So a little bit of coconut oil, and then you gradually feed the tube in, unlock the tube so the flow starts. And you lay and relax as much as you can in the fetal position with a pillow and let the coffee flow into the rectum. Now, if you start to spasm or feel very uncomfortable, you can cut the tube off a little bit so you stop the flow and just relax and catch your breath. And then once you've done that, you can let the flow undo the lock on the tube and let the flow continue. Okay. I got a, I got a couple more questions. I sorry to keep interrupting, but I want this to be perfectly clear because so many of the little details are important, right? How much are we talking 32 ounces of water and how long are people going to hold it in their body? Well, once you've taken in the 32 ounces, you take the, the pink noodle out of the rectum and lay for 12 to 15 minutes, 15, ideally anything more than 15 has no extra therapeutic benefit. And the reason we say 15 is it takes three minutes for the blood to pump through the liver, to circulate through the liver. And the Gerson method is that they like five passes. And so that is actually 15 minutes. But I do say to people, you can't always do 15 minutes. So think of it in three minute interval increments. At least if if you can do six minutes, at least you've had two passes. But 15 is ideal. 
So basically, just so everybody's aware, what we're talking about here is the enema that you are doing is going to stimulate to what I call a liver dump. Now, I know this, most people think this is rude, but this is the problem with our society. What we're talking about is so critically important and it should have been adopted worldwide back in the 30s. The first time I did this using the old Gerson method, using a plastic enema bag, using organic ground roasted coffee. I think I, I was able to make it 10 minutes the first time it worked and I my liver dumped. And in that moment, I felt like I went from in my 40s to 16 right. instantly. Uh-huh. I felt, and, and I'm not going to get into describing what came out of me, but it was like a Ghostbusters nightmare. Right. And I started to think, how could all this be? So basically, to be clear, the coffee is going to stimulate your liver to unload the toxins of a lifetime. Is that right? Correct. Pretty, yeah, in a nutshell, that's basically it, yeah. So I think what you've experienced is not the liver dumping, but the gallbladder. Mm. You'd actually stimulated the gallbladder and opened it, and that's what you experienced, which if, I mean, I'm amazed that you did experience that so soon because that's something that kind of comes down the road a bit. But you're right, once you've done that, you feel like you need to lay down for 20 minutes because it's such an experience and it's a wonderful one. You feel like. Yeah, you just feel so light. Brand new. I felt brand new. I felt like someone had taken a toxic sludge that I was living in and removed Uh it. Right. And even people that, you know, people that eat healthily, and I hear people say, oh, I don't need to do a coffee enema. I go twice a day. A coffee enema, to be clear, is not to help with constipation or to clean out the colon. It does do that. But what the coffee enema does is it, releases the toxins from your liver. So you're doing a liver gallbladder detox. It has nothing really to do with the fact that you eliminate all on your own twice a day. It's it's not about that at all. And even healthy people that tell me they're healthy, once they've done the coffee enema, they come and they say, oh my God, I can't believe this. Right. It's like, what was that? Took me three tries, I think. The first t- two times I did it, I felt a little different, but when I finally did it right, it changed everything for me. And I instantly, I instantly knew this is real. Yeah. And so you, you got what actually goes on inside the body and you can imagine with the food that people eat today, the air that we breathe, I eat pretty healthily. I try to eat healthily. However, I breathe and, you know, I go out to eat, I drink wine. So I want my body to be able to function optimally. And I found with the coffee enemas, it does that completely. There were a couple things in the book, the book that Charlotte wrote. And I keep harping on this book because to me, that's the Gerson Bible, the one with Charlotte's picture. So if they have modified dietary things, for most of us, it won't matter because most of us aren't on death's door. But for people who are truly sick, I think that might matter changing what they did. Max Gerson was very careful. Matter of fact, it is claimed that Max Gerson as a child realized as soon as synthetic fertilizers went in the fields, the worms left. And that was one of the first things that got him going. He said, well, wait a minute. If the worms left, nature's bailing. What's going on here? Exactly. Right. So I I just, we got to be clear about these things because the people who are listening, who are in dire straits, you got to get this right if you want to see the result. But she said in the book, If you have started dialysis, I think basically she was saying all bets are off. There's there's nothing we can do at that point. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I do remember that. And, and she's very, yes. And um, when I have patients come to me that have been diagnosed with cancer and they've already started chemo, I'm very wary to even recommend uh, coffee enemas. Now, we can, but you have to start out completely differently. The regimen is not the same. You don't do the same amount. You don't do the same three tablespoons. Um, so that's a completely different uh, regimen altogether. Now, the person that's been diagnosed with cancer and comes and they're clean, they've not done any kind of uh, chemo or radiation, they're the perfect candidates, really. I think Dr. Gerson actually said that no one dies of cancer. They die of the toxicity that cancer provides in the body. So the dialysis is, is a kidney thing. Uh, do, you, do you agree that if someone, like what you just said is critically important, if you're really, really, really sick, you got to do this right. And mm -hmm. you've got to comprehend that this is either a good idea or maybe you're going to have to go a different way. But with the chemo, since so many people, my father died on chemo. That's how my father died. He said, I can't take this anymore. I'm stopping the chemo. I said, dad, if you do that, you'll be dead in a week. You'll go into a coma. He said, I know. And I shook his hand and he did it. Wow. So is it true that people who have done chemo are not going to benefit in any meaningful way or not chemo um, dialysis, you know? Yeah, that would be a tough one. I, I, I would have to go with what Charlotte says about that, that it, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. And this, this speaks volumes to allopathic medicine because what yeah. we're talking about is 100% God's creation nature being brought to bear. In other words, think, think of it like this, and this is what I've been thinking about lately, and I know it sounds crazy, but it, it's so important. What if when you were 20 years old, the levels of everything in your healthy young body were measured and throughout your life, they could just look and say, oh, you're low on this now, or you're low on that. Because the difference is, is when you're sick, you've either accumulated too much of this or lost too much of that. So basically the juice is got everything you need to live a healthy life, all the vitamins, everything. So when you begin to think of it this way, and then you look at someone getting radiated or with dialysis, if I'm not, I, when my father did it, they didn't even know how it worked for sure. Right. But they knew once they started, you can't stop. Correct. Yeah. And not only, I mean, I, when I, when I talk about coffee enemas to people, uh, just staying healthy every day, it makes sense that once you, you've got toxins circulating in your body from whatever, just breathing, um, you need to be able to clean your liver, like give it a rest, like intermittent fasting is huge today. And we now know the benefits of that because of the cell turnover and giving your body a rest and not constantly feeding it, which is what people do now. Um, it makes sense that you just support your liver by doing a daily coffee enema or maybe every other day. But definitely when you're sick, you, you would have to do several. Um, but just as a maintenance, you know, let's do one a day, one every other day, three times a week, do something to help. And anyone that's in pain, you know, rather than rushing to the doctor and asking for a pill, do a coffee enema. It'll fix it. I can't tell you the things that through my 20 years, 
that the coffee enemas have done. I'll give you one example because this is quite huge, I think. Surgery in itself scares the life out of me. Going to a doctor scares the life out of me. Me too. Uh, but I, I woke up one morning with the most worst pain in my neck. I, it was excruciating. I, did, I couldn't even breathe. I don't know what happened. I got x-ray, MRI, finally figured out that I my C5, 6, and 7 uh, in my spine had herniated. The doctor immediately said, yes, we, this was a Tuesday. He said, Let, I can squeeze you in on Thursday. We need to get you in. We need to fix that. We'll just cut your throat at the front of your neck, do a little incision, go in, put in a plate, a couple of screws either way to hold up the spine, and you'll be good. And I was just horrified by that, like horrified by the whole thing. So I said, let me see the MRI. I looked and I could clearly see that it was all not looking good. So he said, you'll be paralyzed in your right arm if you do not do this surgery and your spine could collapse. I mean, horrifying. I was like, no, it just doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't, no. And the pain's bad. So he said, steroids. I said, no steroids, painkillers, no painkillers. I go home. I immediately did a coffee enema, which gave me relief. So that's the one thing. Anyone that's in chronic pain, you can actually get relief. So with the implementation of the coffee enemas, and I did them probably, I did maybe five a day, which is what got me through this because the pain is so intense because you're leaking all the um, fluids onto the nerve endings in your neck. So with all the supplements that I have, which I love, I had to take care of nerve damage, bone growth, and visualization of my spine going back to where it needs to be the coffee, and I couldn't even sit. I couldn't stand. I paced every night. And I'm not sure that most people could do this, but the coffee enemas relieved the pain for up to an hour to an hour and a half for everyone I did. So when I would do those, I do five a day, perhaps. After about a week or so, I started to feel a little different and it continued. After a month, no pain. Everything's gone. I'm like healthy as an ox. I have two friends that had the same issue. They had the surgery. It's now been probably eight years. They're still in pain. They've got major side effects, and I have nothing. And every time I see that surgeon, he runs the other way. He don't want to talk to me because I, ne I never did the surgery. It's unreal. You know, just all this introduction of foreign objects into, you know, the creator's created bodies. Mm-hmm. Let me ask a couple questions here. Do you sell everything needed, the anima tools, or are you concentrating basically on the green coffee? Yeah, no, I sell everything. I do. Um, I sell one kit. It's called the kit and caboodle. It's for beginners. It's everything. It's the canister, the tubes, the coffee. Perfect. Everything that you need. Wouldn't need anything. So all you would need at home is just to make sure you have a stainless steel pot or a, a good pot and some distilled water. So almost everything you need for what Charlotte Gerson called an upside down coffee break. I think that's how right. she referred to it. Let's be clear here. The stainless steel pot is what holds the water. So everyone's seen the pink plastic or rubber enema bags. That's the part that isn't included. So whatever's going to hold the water and we'll get to that. But I think we need to introduce people are probably wondering, well, what does Charlotte Gerson's juice have to do with this? So let's just Keep on the coffee enemas so that people can understand what a big deal this is, but they're probably wondering what's the juice got to do with it. So I'm going to take a stab 
And Marion, if you think I go off the rails somewhere, correct it. Mm-hmm. So basically, Max Gerson worked out the exact vegetables, red leaf lettuce, carrots, all these things for the exact nutrients he proof that the body needed to repair itself. Mm-hmm. You juice it in a certain way with a special juicer. And if you can't afford it, there are other, like I, I think champion for people on a lower budget. I think there's some champions. You just got to be careful and make sure the juice isn't destroyed in the process. Right. What they were doing in the Gerson method was there were certain regimen of juices for very sick people. Many of them circling around carrot or carrot apple and then a green juice. That was the majority. And there are others. Mm -hmm. What the idea was is you do this juice immediately and just the live juice. And I think Charlotte had described it as it knocks free all these toxins from cells. And she went into all this stuff, but it is a nutrient flood to the body. And then after a few minutes, immediately after juicing, I forget the span, you go do the coffee enema while your body is completely neutrified, if that's the right word. And supposedly these toxins have been knocked loose. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because most of our bodies are acidic. And when you take the juicing, it puts you in an alkaline state. And so that's exactly right. All right. I just wanted to make sure that everyone's drawing the lines. And by the way, Everyone out there should have a a copy of the book I said just to have in your family because Lord knows in every family, someone's going to be unwell or get a serious, it's an option. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's the most amazing option I've ever seen in my life. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Max Gerson, when he realized he had this incredible discovery, I think there was, was it a senator's daughter that had this horrible skin malady that was so bad they hit her away and Max Gerson fixed that. And this is where, I, I think this is where the train went off the rails. The senator hollered, Max Gerson can cure everything, including cancer. Correct. Three months later, it was all illegal. Carrots yeah, are dangerous. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and life as we know, it hasn't changed much. No, not one bit. By the way, the old wiki entry on the Gerson method, I think they've changed it now, but it literally said that the Gerson method is viewed as dangerous. We're right. talking about we're talking about lettuce, apple, and carrot juice, and they had the uh-huh. nuggets to, to I mean, it's a dark world when things right. like that are done. Yeah. Now, as far as the little book goes, initially, before all these other books, and before the one that you're talking about, Healing the Gerson Way. Charlotte Gerson and I think her brother, they'd written a a small little handbook and it was called the Little Coffee Enema Book. And it was a little, it had a blue cover, I think, at the time, just paper and they'd stapled it together in the middle. But it, it had a lot of information in there that was beneficial for the beginner. And so I had a copy of this book. And when I got on my journey to this to educate other people, I wanted a copy of that book. But the new people, the uh, Gerson had done away with the book and you couldn't get a copy of it. So one of the ladies at the Gerson Institute said, contact the UK. I think they might have a copy. So I contacted the UK. Long story short, she sent me a copy and gave me permission to reproduce that little, little enema book. Uh, which I've done and added to it through the years. So I've actually made that into an into a little ebook. So anybody that want, would want a copy of that, I have that on my website, and we can put a so great. That. 
so fantastic. I, I, I feel like yelling, hey, all you people running the Gerson place now, uh, if you're selling out and you're changing what these people did, yeah, you're costing people everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So in this little enema book, it's got everything that Charlotte talked about in the beginning, like from the beginning to the end, even the little story about World War One, how it began. And so I've created it now, made it bigger and better. And hopefully people will, I mean, it's like five or six dollars, I think, if you order it off my website, but it's got so much in there, diagrams, it shows you how it works, why it works. You know, everything that you would need would be in this little ebook. You know what? There is nothing better for me than meeting good people. And I'm so happy Dr. Trebbing introduced us. It's fantastic. So let me just rehash. There's going to be a link, image link that gets membership 10% off whatever they buy. You can get the green juice. You can get most of what you need for what Charlotte called an up, upside down coffee break. It's an enema, everybody. Get over it. It's a big deal. I think. What Marion has said, you're going to have to have some container. The reason the stainless steel was important to Charlotte is because everything had to be non-toxic and clean. Mm-hmm. That was Charlotte's big deal. So when you, you know, I have used the go to CVS pink anima bags. Charlotte wouldn't have dug that. Um, she no. was very, very strict. But my yeah. point is you've got to do what you've got to do to get going. And once you realize what a big deal this is, you can adjust. And for me, one of the things it forced into the front of my mind is this is an amazing creation that we've been made beneficiaries of. I'm going out into the creation, pulling a carrot out of the ground, and it's curing me. How is it that we got so far from realizing that everything we actually need is already here? These are the big points. But do you feel like we need to cover what coffee enemas do, or do you think we've done that well enough? kind of done that well enough i mean you know anything that basically anything you've got going on in your body that you do not feel right with you do a coffee enema if you go out to eat and you come home and you're feeling puffy and your eyes are watering and all of that then that means that you've eaten something that's toxic to the body go do a coffee enema eliminate that and it's gone i have a lot of people that use it if they've had a little bit too much of the good stuff the night before they have a little bit of a hangover they do a coffee enema the next morning, gone. You're, it, it just does so much and cleans you up. Um, and also my buckets and my enema bags are all toxic-free, phthalate-free, all medical grade. There's nothing toxic about them, even though you can see through them. And the enema bags are proper big, wide mouth top, so you can pour quite easily. They Everything you would need. I mean, there's no guesswork in the kits that I've put together. I mean, I've really thought about everything along the way. You know, there, there was a claim. I'm going to bring it up. I don't know whether it's here or there, but as I was learning about the Gerson method, I looked into colonics, people doing colonics to see what was what. There was a claim within that community that in Egypt, cleaning yourself out from the lower end of the body was learned from the ibis the bird, the ibis, and it is mm-hmm. claimed that the ibis's bill is shaped the way it is so it can clean its own body in that way. And yes. Have you ever heard that? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you think there's something to that? I never looked into it, but I thought if that's true and an ibis is doing that, and we know how big a deal an ibis is in the art from that supposed part of the world, uh, mm-hmm. it just goes to show you. But so you do supply the enema bags. They can get everything they need from you. 
Yes, absolutely. And I can give you links to all of that so people don't have to search on my website. But basically, the homepage of my website is everything that you need. It's got the coffee, all the, you know, the bags and the bucket. So, you know, you just choose what works best for you. But the beginner's kit, which is the kit and caboodle, that's really probably where you need to start because you've got everything you need in that. And also for people that do buy the kit and caboodle, they will get a free copy of the ebook. Oh wow! For that so I've, I'll make that available to them. I, I love the idea that your things are see through because we're so kind of sissified that you've got to be careful how you talk about an enema, which to me is kind of ridiculous. But when you first start to do it, you're thinking I can't ingest. 32 ounces that way. And then (laughs) when you do, you're thinking, I can't hold 32 ounces for 15 minutes. It's like anything else. Once you get into it, but having the clear bag, you can see exactly what's going on. If you go to CVS or you get a stainless steel bucket, you don't know uh, until you hear something. And I have had people buy the stainless steel bucket and then tell me the exact same thing. Oh gosh, I thought it was better, but no, it's not. I can't see Uh, you know, and then you're moving around and trying it. So these buckets are made specifically. And like I said, I I, I designed these buckets. You know, they're being sold all over now, but. I I know where the bucket came from. This is my supposition on that. Charlotte was so big on nothing toxic. So there's the material. She was so big on making sure it gets cleaned up after the fact in her clinics there's someone there doing it to you so they can easily see in the bucket. You see, I think think that's how that came to be. Yeah, exactly. Now, now there are certain people that should not do coffee enemas. And that, I mean, like if you've got diarrhea, you wouldn't want to do a coffee enema. Uh, You would probably implement chamomile enemas. So there are, and then there's others. I mean, there's so much to the enemas, people that are very sick and can't take supplements there's a lot that can actually go into the bucket. And I tell people, you know, let's put your magnesium powder in there, your zinc assay liquid in there. Because remember, this is going up through the hemorrhoidal vein directly to your liver. So everything that goes in that bucket is attacking the liver right off the bat. So people that are on all these supplements that they go, oh, my God, I've got to take this with my, my green juice. You do not have to. Liquid, capsules, open them up, put them right in the bucket. Parasites, I recommend you boil garlic with your coffee. So there's so much to it. There's so much you can do to help your body heal naturally. And this, I guess, is where I come in. And this is why I've got a practice as big as I have without any kind of advertising because I've done all this research for years for my own benefit. And so there's just so much you can do. You don't, you don't need to be unhealthy in today's world. As far as the colonics go, can I just make a mention of that? I wanted to say I have really mixed feelings about a lot of what I saw going on in that community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worrying to me because the, yep. the coffee enema is called a low retention enema. That means it's going up through the hemorrhoidal vein to the liver. It's completely bypassing the gut. When you do a colonic, and a colonic can work for people that are highly constipated, but the colonic, they're pushing a lot of water in and it's going high up into the intestines and to your stomach and it's washing away all the good bacteria, the acidophilus, the flora, which is what you need to stay healthy. 
And nine times out of 10, when you leave a colonic, they'll say, here, you need to take these probiotics because they've just washed away all your own. And many times they don't. I noticed that too. And I walked away thinking if you're one of those poor souls that can't go to the bathroom and it's a real problem, a colonic is a solution. But the real truth is there's something wrong. Something needs With to be gut. fixed. Right. Yeah. Your, your gut is not, is not right. Well, I, I want to, we're getting close to the end of hour one. The result of this episode may induce contacts to you that are overwhelming in volume. Are you available to answer questions or do you have enough literature that is available to people um, to answer questions? Because the reason your business is so big is because what you're doing is real. When someone gets a product that is impressive on its own merit, they don't need to advertise because someone says to someone else, this thing is awesome. And Mm -hmm. what you're doing is awesome, provably awesome. So do you feel like you'll be able to to handle the email volume or do you have literature that could deal with the questions? Uh, Yes, I I have the literature too. um, And I do feel like I can handle it. I hope I can handle it because that's another thing. When I put all my information out there, my phone number is on there. And I tell people, you can call me, text me, email me. I am available. So I think that's what happened when I, I don't know if you know, I was the first person to actually put a coffee enema on Amazon. Really? Yeah. And everyone said, you can't put coffee enemas on Amazon. (laughs) And it just bugged me. I just couldn't get it out of my mind. And one night I got up in the middle of the night, took a picture with my phone. You can't do that now, by the way, Amazon of you know, we're a different entity now. And I put my little coffee enema kit on Amazon. And when I woke up in the morning, I had six orders. The six went to 60 to 600. And now I sell them all over the world. And now if you go on Amazon, you're going to see page after page after page of coffee enemas because people just see that there's an opportunity to be had, but they're not proficient in why they're doing them or why they're selling them. So in the early days, you know, there's lots of reviews about how it was great because they had direct contact to me and they had someone that they could ask questions, a real live person. So I was actually the very first coffee enema kit to be sold on, on Amazon. That is impressive. We've reached the top of the first hour. And by the way, you got so big because you are not even adjacent to the death-based system. Even though you're using Amazon, what you're doing is foundationally working in the creation. And in this era of awakening minds, you just know why this gets to be a big deal. But I'm so impressed that you think you can handle the volume. (laughs) Knock on wood. I hope you're right, but I've got to wrap hour one. Oh, by the way, I do not sell on Amazon anymore. I don't do that anymore. Ah, well, good. Good for you. Yeah. No, no more Amazon for me. Yep. These services are becoming a real problem and they are rooted in a death-based system that we all remember. uh, I don't even know if we've run the the fortune episode yet, everyone, but he talks about starting a new Jerusalem and new Jerusalem. If it comes has nothing to do with these death-based systems. Anyhow, that is the top of hour one of episode 406 with Jason Lindgren and Marion Gentry covering basically the Gerson method, coffee enemas, And methods that are so amazing, and I have to be careful what I say in hour one, that I hope people take time to look into it. The first hour is free at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Members know 
to log in for the full two hours. Every member gets access to our two-hour movie, Shoot the Moon, which has now won nine laurels, one of them from Jaipur, India. And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. We'll see you shortly for hour two. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing.